Teachers are so important. Like, they actually are. Care about it and, like, actually try. I believe it is a beautiful piece of art. Welcome along to See Me After Class for 2020. This is a podcast that emanates from a beautiful school in the southern Alps of New Zealand. Now, let's meet the team. And here is Cathy, a parent who aspires to make connections in a community to build a successful future. This is Chris, who aspires to be an agitator who tests the boundaries just to see how the system reacts. And this is Anna, a silent observer who's a go-between between the students and the teachers in a classroom. This is Renee, who aspires to forge a progressive and creative path. And together, we are See Me After Class. everybody welcome along to see me after class it is week oh two of term two uh is it week two i think it might be week three even and uh this is episode 47 hello anna and kathy hello how are you doing hello renee hi it's the girl power episode this week (laughs) we are missing chris he is um He's a little bit snowed under by the sounds of things, and so we decided that we would take control and take over for a week. Ladies, how have things been going? Things at this end certainly have been really interesting. Interesting with school, interesting with um, small children in a house. Um, so yes, I'm glad to be speaking to adults certainly today. How about your work, your week, Kathy? They all seem to blend together, Anna, um, in my current state of being, and it possibly is worth uh, reminding ourselves that where are we now? We're six, over six weeks into this experience of having a different way of life. We have emerged from level four and are now in level three of our alert system and looking like we might be moving toward level two next week. But it has certainly been a mind-blowing experience in many ways Um, mostly because I feel on a particular track of of being in since I'm involved with the response um, it really takes me away from awareness to a certain degree of other things around me I'm pretty focused on the work that I'm doing and so I'm feel slightly separate from my family separate from school (laughs) separate from my friends Um, so I've lost a little bit of perspective on how time is passing to be honest how about you Renee it's well I I was saying to Anna before we came on here I feel like just the whole whole every day is just on fast forward at the moment it just seems to whiz by and I sit down at 8 8 30 in the morning and I stand up at five o'clock at night and all of a sudden the day has magically just disappeared on me and um, I, it, it's been like that this whole time. You just said that, you know, it's hard to keep track of the days. Well, I this morning made the faux pas of messaging the wrong class because I thought it was Wednesday. So I messaged my period one Wednesday class saying, hey, guys, we're jumping on a call in, you know, half an hour. See you there. And then realized I'd sent it to the wrong group of students. And it's um, I found I found a couple of little slips like that starting to happen just because the days really are blurring together for me. 
It's a really strange thing. I certainly compare this time of my life at the moment to when I first had children because that was a time I'd gone from full-time work to effectively the same sort of thing, having had a baby being in my house, not really communicating with anybody because I hadn't met other people with children. But I really sort of, there was no uh, Monday morning anymore. There was no weekend anymore. It was just full on all the time. No change of communication until, you know, I met a, a mother's group. But that's what it reminds me of at the moment. And I think you're absolutely right that um, the, the, the idea of what day is what day, that everything blends into one. So there is no defining end to the week or defining starts to the week as well. It's very hard. It starts to make you think about that construct of time a little bit um, and how much we sort of let it rule our lives when, you know, possibly we don't need to, but that's a totally another conversation for another day. <laughs> um, I thought possibly something we could do this week is reflect back over the last sort of six and a half weeks because that is how long it's been now. And with the potential of getting back to some form of normality in the next week to 10 days um I'd love to know what are some of the things that you've learned over the last six and a half seven weeks I certainly know that um with primary school the boys are getting um a really clear outline timetable at the beginning of every week and it involves some English tasks some maths tasks um, art drama and dancing so we have danced quite a lot I've learned a number of dances. I haven't as yet done TikTok, but I'm sure that will come. Um, the other things that I've learned, the technology that we've had to use has been um, really broad, and I've really appreciated that. One thing being a new arrival in New Zealand and with family all over the world, we constantly communicate by with FaceTime and on um, computer screens anyway. So my boys are used to, and my family is very used to communicating via um, computers so that really hasn't changed that much in in that respect but the 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 main thing has been seeing the learning curve of all of the people in my department in HQ not just the the teachers and the TAs but all of our kids who are relatively tech savvy being involved in um, zoom calls and and class calls things that have they found really overwhelming or things that they've found really tiring a couple of um, parents have fed back to us that the most interesting part of their child's day whether they're on the spectrum whether they have down syndrome or they have other challenges is actually being part of our HU class seeing everybody else's houses never mind the teacher and what the teacher's living just seeing behind other people as well so that um getting an insight into a wee bit of insight into everybody else's lives has often been the most exhausting part of some of the the kids in HQs in, in their in their day. What about you, Kathy? How have you found technology? Uh, I have found it useful, frustrating from time to time when we have five of us in our house all trying to connect with five different you know calls or classes. Um, it does seem to take its toll on connectivity. I have appreciated understanding the nuances of Zoom. <laughs> Um, a lot of my calls are audio calls in, in on a particular platform and then less occasionally Zoom with video. And I do find myself getting quite excited for the Zoom ones because it is that connection. Um, I've, I have certainly come to realize the value. I valued it already, but realize how important connection is 
to me, um, particularly as an, an extrovert, I'm someone who feeds off other people, and you can still do that through technology and on the phone, but there's nothing like face-to-face, and I think we'll all be valuing that when we can move about more freely. I even notice it when Absolutely. I go for a run or a bike ride or something, and you see people on the street, you know, it's with great excitement that uh, we greet each other, <laughs> and um, particularly if it's someone you know and you haven't seen them in a while. So, yeah, it, it certainly makes you realize how much human face-to-face human connection um, is vital to life. Absolutely. Mm. It's, it's interesting you raise that point, Kathy. I, I was uh, having a conversation with some of my Level 2 students this morning um, about this exact thing, and quite often their generation is very much blamed for being that generation that is in love with their devices and, and in love with online virtual communication. And the thing that they are all, it seems like many of them are, are really missing is that sort of actual face-to-face contact and one of them really um, made a point of saying you know this experience has helped them to understand the limits of technology Um, they're a person that possibly um, thought they were really going to flourish in this virtual environment and and something they're really missing is just that simple sort of um, that presence that you feel when you're sitting in a room with another human being absolutely I think that's we are social creatures we uh, we build ourselves around community that's why we're all quite drawn to um, cities, etc. I suppose as well that yeah, we do thrive off interaction with other people, but it's not just um, about virtually doing that; it's actually physically doing that as well. Um, being mm. able to read somebody's body language, I think, is something that the other thing that has come across more dramatically because it's very difficult on a Zoom call if you've got twenty people on a relatively small screen. Kathy, you've mentioned that with devices. I mean, um, I know in our family. Um, we've been sharing a laptop, um, uh, an iPad and a, you know, a phone. And my children are very young, so that the pressure's not hugely on them. But if you're a family who has one device or two devices, the pressure must be absolutely enormous. Um, so with that pressure as well, if there's, uh, there, there's no um, release mechanism within your community um, by getting together with people and having a bit of a laugh at your own expense or isn't this, you think your story is bad, well listen to my hilarious story of things going disastrously wrong, which I think is so healthy and it does help to solve problems, it does help to um, to, to manage problems uh, for yourself as well if things are not going particularly well, to be able to compare and contrast but actually physically with other people as well. Have you found the same, Cathy? Um, yeah, I guess as you're speaking, it made me reflect on the, the, the boundaries of family and how you know, we're a family who gets on quite well, really. And our, I think we're really fortunate because our kids are, are great, but there is a limit and they are absolutely <laughs> dying to be with their friends and not with us. Um, and I absolutely had an ideal in my head of, of lockdown. And I think I've said this before that I'd still like to have a lockdown another time because I feel like my ideal one is, was taken from me because I was picturing having, you know, idyllic, um, uh, you know, what, what's the word? Um, you know, photoshopped, fuzzy screened, romantic family life and all of us kind of traipsing around the backyard together having nice family connections. And particularly with a couple of teenagers in the mix, 
they're just not interested. <laughs> um, they need us for certain things, but it, they don't for others. So it is, I mean, I guess the, the variety that going back to school, even at a distance, has been really valuable because um, they are connecting in different ways with different people. Um, so it breaks up the monotony of all family all the time. But it does make you reflect on how well your family unit works or doesn't because there are plenty of families who would be in a great deal of strife and difficulty right about now. Um, and I, Without a shadow of a doubt, I think it's, it's interesting hearing that, you, that you're saying that. I think one thing that has come across from quite a lot of the press is um, you know, to be able to, to take some time to yourself if you possibly can because sometimes family life thrives because we do spend time apart. Um, the time apart makes us realise how much we value each other's time. And if you don't have that time physically away from each other, doing something completely separate from your family, your conversation eh, is slightly diminished, but the conversation becomes maybe slightly more condensed. And the things that annoy you about the people that you live with become ridiculously enlarged. Um, I was just saying to Renee at one stage last week, um, we get some great support from um, autism specialists through uh, within the community. And I had received a phone call just to ask how things were going. And it was a time that I'd actually was standing in the laundry with the doors closed so that nobody could hear me. And with tears going around my face, just thinking, what is happening in my life? And the, the support lady had phoned just to say, how are things going? And, you know, when somebody's kind to you and you're feeling a wee bit fragile, that was enough of a trigger to just to let too much emotion overspill. But just... The support that was there was fantastic, but it does make me realise how much I appreciate physically leaving the house, how much I really enjoy interacting with my kids at school, with the the members of staff within the school as well. It's such a, a valuable environment. I um I can attest to that right now a little bit. I can definitely attest to the fact that absence makes the heart grow fonder. Um, two weeks ago, my husband flew out for work. He's considered an essential service in the country that he flies in. And so I have been in a solitary bubble of one for the last two weeks. And I... Um, I by the end of our four week type period of time together it had been delightful but we definitely were starting to get on each other's nerves slightly with some things um, and now I'm kind of looking around my house thinking oh I'd love to see my family or I'd love to see just some other humans um, not at the supermarket where I have to keep my two meter distance and I think um, there's definitely something to be said for valuing that time when it's not right sort of under your nose or right in front of you um, 24 hours a day like it has been for the last sort of six weeks so on that front I'm very much looking forward to going back to school um, <laughs> because I find it really I found it really difficult to switch off at home as well so one of the things that I've really had to train myself to do which kind of lines up with one of my goals for this year which was to um, when I come home from work I, I wanted to switch off for the for the evening so I wanted to stay at school until I was sort of done for the day um, and try not to bring it all home with me now that that's tough in itself given the nature of of, of being a teacher um, but being at home on my own for the last couple of weeks I've really I've gone down some serious work rabbit holes and learning how to turn turn my brain off and, and disconnect from my computer um, has been a skill that I've really had to had to work on but I think we're getting there. <laughs> spoken to a couple of our um, HQ kids one-to-one 
and they're finally admitting now how much they desperately miss school. And it's not just about um, their friends that miss at school, but they actually miss the, the work. They miss the interaction with teachers, the physical interaction with teachers as well. Because it's not just the interaction within a classroom, is it? It's the interaction that you have around the greater body of the school. There's mm. incidental conversations about sport or things that you have in common with each other, if it's drama, if it's art. If it's music, these are such important relationships to have um, within a school that don't get addressed when you're actually necessarily delivering within a classroom. It is, it, we are valuing, maybe we're getting a, a fresh lens on how much we value school and the, the greater givings of a school as well. Gosh, think what a, an It'll idyllic place it's going to be once you all go back. Everyone's going to be, <laughs> <laughs> my, my traipsing around the meadow idea is going to be happening at, down the road at the college because um, <laughs> teachers and students will be delighted to see each other. I bet that'll last about a day <laughs> I reckon. before you get back to old patterns. Hey, one thing that, it, one thing that occurs to me um, too is, is in this time that we have been in our bubbles, I, I've this is only upon reflection it's occurring to me, but um, I think it can be a time when you end up being relatively self-centered. I mean, I guess I'm, I can speak for myself on that, but I'm, I'm very focused on kind of what I'm going through. And um, because perhaps I spend, I'm spending so much time with my family members, but not because they're around me, but they're doing their thing and I'm doing my thing. It is kind of ironic that here we are in the bubble, but we have five separate pathways on any given day that we're following and you do have to really build in those connection times even in a bubble even when you're kind of you might be physically in close proximity with each other it's not the same as actually connecting and yeah that's just something that's kind of coming to me as, as we emerge out of this and um, it's not that I'm having a lot of alone time but I'm still doing my own thing if that makes sense. And the really? intersections that we have in the course of everyday life are absent. And so that's something I'm looking forward to is kind of getting out of my own head in a way. Um, and even though my, my work itself is entirely focused on other people and solving their problems, I'm actually, um, I can find myself going down that, that rabbit hole myself of, um, yeah. So it'll be good to be good to mix it up. <laughs> any changes it, could change <laughs> it will be good to mix it up but it's not going to be going back to just normal is it and I was just listening when you when you were saying it's going to be very idyllic when the, when when we all return to school but I think there is some you know there it if we do get to return to school in alert level two which it looks like we will um and if that is in in the sort of next couple of weeks you know we're not going back to the re um, the reality that we left behind, and I think that there's going to be quite a huge um, I almost want to say culture shock or return shock maybe is the right word for for many of our students and and, and I mean ourselves as teachers and and parents and support members in the community. It's um it's not going to be an easy transition, you know. We've still you know the st social distancing and things all being in place, and and these kids are all going to arrive back at school and sort of want to be around each other. But our job is to make sure that their health is protected, and and um in order to do that, we really we have to sort of be quite. It's it's going to look quite different, I think, and I think that's something we need to be a wee bit prepared for. Yeah, I don't envy teachers all up and down the country 
anticipating that because, and I guess you'll have to rely on guidelines that come from central government and the ministry, etc. But um, to a certain extent, if you think, if we believe it's safe and we move to a level where we're generally making the assumption the virus is not present, then to my way of thinking, it almost seems pointless to be putting all the artificial barriers in place <laughs> until such time mm-hmm. that we know it, it, it's here again. So it's an interesting thing to think about is the extent to which we have to manage things differently. I think we had a really robust conversation today at um, with our HQ members of staff. One thing that we talked about was how should our day look? How would our children from HQ, how would we manage them? How would they manage us? Um, and uh, just getting it our own heads around the fact that we're we're going to school. Everybody's slightly nervous, slightly on edge about any coughs, or sneezes, or anything like that. So one suggestion had been is that we would all wear masks. Um, and with putting on a mask, we are of the mindset, right? Okay, we're coming into work. We're in our professional um, status. Um, but we will be mindful and the kids can all be mindful as well of the fact that we are here, but we're in here in such a different capacity. So we have to do things like constantly um, hand sanitize or hand wash, etc. as well. I think it's, it's been interesting even listening to a couple of conversations with the greater staff as well, um, talking about how a school day should look. Um, do we have some of the half the school at a time during the week, one day, you know, years seven eight and nine and then the rest of the kids um on other days how how can it look and how can it be balanced for everybody's sake um like you say Renee I think this is it's not just gonna we go back to school we go back to normal it's we go back to school that's completely different that you're not supposed to be within one meter um of your friends you know we're going to be sitting um a couple of meters apart etc as well so even the physical makeup of the school is going to be changed um and it's such a it's such a brain shift for absolutely everybody that I'm sure it will take at least a couple of weeks to get ourselves into that frame of mind, having got ourselves out of the frame of mind of now it's all right for me to leave the house, now it's all right for me to get to school, but this is actually what school's going to look like now for the next for the foreseeable future. There's certainly going to be a lot to get used to, as there has been over the last sort of six weeks. But I think one thing that's come out of um, this entire experience for me is that although a lot of our students, a good number of our students, um, find change and challenges like this really difficult, many of our students actually also thrive. And I've got kind of a feel-good story to tell you guys Um about yesterday we had a power cut here in Wanaka and I don't know if either of you were also affected but I lost power uh, yesterday morning halfway through my period two class which is about <laughs> half past ten so I'm in the I'm in the zoom call with my class and they've all gone into their breakout rooms they're putting together their group presentations I'm answering questions for different various groups and popping in and out and all of a sudden my computer just sort of stops and I freeze on the screen and I'm looking at myself thinking oh gosh what's happened and then I realize everything else around me has gone out too and so I'm desperately scrambling sort of trying to figure out how am I going to get on to this I haven't charged my phone properly it's on very low battery so I can't really use that to get in (laughs) 
And anyway, I messaged I messaged my class in our class chat just to sort of explain to them what had happened. Uh, and I discovered that they'd just continued on without me. Aww. They'd simply carried on. <laughs> All of them stayed in their Zoom call, in their groups, working on their um, presentations that they were giving to the class today um, without me even being there. And I was just, I was just, I, I stopped at the end of it and I thought to myself, this is just really the mark of sort of how independent they they have become and so I know that there's a lot of change that's happened but man there are some cool things that come have come out of it and then today they gave their presentations and man they were outstanding so um that's my feel-good story for the week even though I stressed about having no power my kids didn't even need me so <laughs> well it's not it's just a mark of independence for me it's a mark of, of good teaching and a, and a good relationship oh Thanks, Kathy. But yeah, it's I mean they're, they're pretty great. So yeah, it's um it's an absolute pleasure to to work with them. But um yeah, it's 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 I think the thing that we can all say about this is it's definitely been an experience that we will never forget. And all of us will have learned something about ourselves and about the way that maybe our families operate or our community community operates, um, that we will, I hope, take forward with us. I think there's a real opportunity here to really look at ourselves and look at the way that we live and, and think about what are some of the things that maybe we want to, to take with us from lockdown and um, to, to use in this sort of brave new world that we might be facing. I think there's one definite thing that um, I want every time I speak to anybody that I could actually just telephone them rather than having to see their face or be mindful of what's in the room behind me or how I'm positioned in a room or a child suddenly demanding something really loud during a meeting with all the rest of my colleagues. <laughs> the constant <laughs> interruption that feels so inappropriate but causes real, um, just real hilarity within my colleagues, it would appear. Um, that they find it really amusing that I have to leave a, co a conversation three times because a child needs X, Y, and Z. So th the one thing that I know that I will not miss is having to see everybody's faces on a screen. I really enjoy. It's it's not anonymity on a phone call, but just there's a there's conversation that can flow in a very different way when you're on the telephone as opposed to on a screen with somebody as well. It's so I'm really looking forward to just having a chat with somebody on the phone. <laughs> Yes, likewise. Well, it'll be nice, ladies, when we can reconvene in person and we'll have to count the podcasts between now and then. Any predictions? <laughs> Three. I'm going to say, oh, no, I'm going to go two. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be optimistic. Be bold. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds good. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with two. Awesome, awesome. Hey, well, ladies, thank you so much for chatting um, this evening and fingers crossed for that for that goal of two podcasts coming true it'll be great to see you in the flesh um but until next time stay safe and um enjoy the time that you've got left in your bubble thanks very much Janae. see you later thanks Janae. bye ladies bye 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 this was an episode of see me after class with renee and chris my twitter handle is at edutronic underscore net and mine is at Renee Plunkett too. See you next week. <laughs>